Welcome to Watershed's September podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme here at Watershed. This month sees the arrival of Encounters Shot and Animation Festival in its new early autumn slot. There were a number of reasons for the change from November, chief amongst them that timing-wise it makes the eligibility of filmmakers for BAFTA, Oscar and European Film Awards nomination much more practical. Another reason, less imperative in the film world but significant nonetheless, is the lighter days and the possibility, I say that word with extreme hesitancy and a little hint of irony, of finer weather this month compared to November. Why, how might this be important? Well, because it is the opportunity that these conditions make for festival delegates and audiences to engage with Bristol. In November, more often than not, weather is miserable and day dark by 3pm. Life is lived inside. Perfect conditions for film watching, I accept. But in September, there are more opportunities to engage with the city. A risk for cinema attendance, but a risk worth taking for the enhanced value of the festival experience, which, for example, can take in nearby cultural attractions from the recently opened M-Shed to the refurbished Bristol Old Vic Theatre. There are more opportunities that, for delegates and audiences, Encounters Festival becomes not just about films and filmmaking, but about an experience of Bristol. Festivals are not only about taking in the art form they are celebrating, but about the location they are set in. The Edinburgh Festival, after all, is in Edinburgh for a reason, and anyone who goes there takes in an experience of that city, its architecture, its ambience, its specificity. It seems stupid to say, but I will. If you moved the Edinburgh Festival lock, stock and barrel to Durham, say, it would no longer be the event which is the Edinburgh Festival. Similarly, and perhaps conceptually more of a practical example, if Encounters was to move Lockstock and Barrow to, say, Oxford, same team delivering, same films, same prizes, same guest speakers, it would no longer, I would contend, be the Encounters Festival that we experience in Bristol. I'm sure there's a philosophy course somewhere which addresses these very ontological and existential issues. So the city itself brings something specific to the party and the aim with the Encounters Festival move is to celebrate and engage more with the specificity that is Bristol. To that end, we are screening work at a range of venues. The core venues are of course Watershed and Arnolfini but also now include The Cube, the big top near Temple Meads where we are hosting an evening of Finnish live music to silent film courtesy of The Cleaning Women but also pop-ups at various locations around Harborside. Last thoughts on cities. Increasingly, this question of the experience of a city is being explored by artists through new technologies. What might an open city look like, a playable city feel like? Over the years, Watershed has been developing work in this area and working with cities internationally, for example in Portugal and Brazil, to explore these questions and ideas. The result of this research can be viewed at watershed.co.uk forward slash ished forward slash projects. Encounters Film Festival runs from 18th to the 23rd of September. At Cannes earlier this year, I saw the film Killing Them Softly, a kind of stylized, grungy New York mobster movie from director Andrew Dominic, who directed the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. 
My immediate response at the time was as follows, and this is from my Twitter reporting from Cannes. Andrew Dominic's killing them softly is further evidence of the dead end that US cinema finds itself in. End of tweet. It preoccupied me what I meant. I know I felt it, but what did I mean? Some people had tweeted me examples they thought of US cinema's open highway. For example, Todd Haynes. So I pondered on what I meant and then posted this tweet the same day. Rationale to US cinema claim, it has nothing to say but an obsession with itself. Tarantino the master. Complete amoral insularity. End of tweet. Yes, there's nothing like a sweeping statement to try and get some headlines. I then refined that to being a certain tendency in American cinema is towards amoral insularity. And it is a hypothesis I have been mulling over ever since. I would cite Killing Them Softly as a prime example where the film exists in some void parody of American popular culture and proffers nothing in return but a glamorised, hyper-visualised series of images stroke scenes with nothing to say but we had Brad Pitt looking good in a room with Tony Soprano and they, brackets, over, close brackets, acted. Or we filmed in ultra-slow motion a bullet going through a window in somebody's body with a great score. Look, we did this, the film seems to be saying. Look at me for no other reason than it's cool and hip. There was a point to Taxi Driver. It was actually about something. This tendency, of which Killer Joe, I would argue, is another example, is cut off from any engagement with anything other than itself. It's not only amorally insular, it's narcissistic. The roots, I suggest, go back to Reservoir Dogs and exposes the failure of postmodernism. Actually, maybe that is some sort of achievement. Whereas you listen to Ry Cooder's new album, Election Special, and you hear an American artist engaging with the world and showing real emotion, anger, humour, intelligence, musical talent. He's engaged with the world and switched on rather than closed and withdrawn into an empty aesthetic. I intend to develop this thesis with the help of others, including Robin Wood's brilliant book Hollywood from Vietnam to Reagan and Jonathan Rosenbaum's movie As Politics. Till then, Killing Them Softly opens in cinemas around the country on September 21st. Ry Cooder's election special is available on CD, downloads, etc. That's all for this month.